Hello and welcome to the Atlas podcast. I'm your host for this podcast episode, Kaylee Atlas. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about enlightenment assumptions. You may have some, you may not have many. I Some of these that I've gathered together, I've heard from other people. Some of these things I had myself before enlightenment was seen. And basically, it's all just nonsense. So I'm just going to dive straight in. And talk about the kind of things that the ego assumes happens when one is enlightened. First one being that after enlightenment, people don't drink alcohol or they have a certain diet. I remember actually seeing this from Eckhart Tolle. He was doing a speech and he was saying how he has a glass of wine with his dinner at night and people saw him or they heard this or something like that and they were like really shocked they were like oh my god like you drink alcohol you have a glass of wine (gasps) (laughs) like that was a big deal or something um it's quite ridiculous really like the assumptions that the spiritual ego has probably because it gets these ideas like some spiritual egos they come along and they're like right you've got to eat white rice to be enlightened you've got to have a vegan diet to be enlightened you can't drink alcohol because it's bad for your chakras or whatever the fuck and you won't be enlightened if you do that and then they just kind of get these ideas and these bullshit belief systems that right okay now I've got to follow a certain diet to be enlightened the thing is (laughs) veganism vegetarianism eating white rice or whatever it is cannot bring enlightenment any closer to you because it already is you can't get closer to this so a diet isn't going to make a difference on whether it's seen or not it's not going to make the slightest bit of difference you could be a vegan you could not be a vegan you could drink alcohol you might not drink alcohol it's just the taste of the person it's personal preferences that still arise after enlightenment quote-unquote, after enlightenment. But that's all made up. There's no special kind of diet. It's all very normal. You don't have to eat healthy for enlightenment to be seen. That's nonsense. It it doesn't make a difference. Um, Or not drink alcohol for enlightenment to be seen. It's just like, if someone's doing that, they're trying to, like, follow certain practices or certain rules that they've heard in order for enlightenment to be seen that's rubbish obviously because enlightenment already is now not drinking alcohol might be a preference on how you feel because you know even from the enlightened state personally for myself I can't be drinking alcohol every day like a glass of wine with my dinner would be too much for me because that would make me feel like shit however I still can drink like maybe a glass of wine or a glass of whiskey like once or twice a week like that's okay for me someone like Eckhart might be able to drink a glass of wine every night with his dinner or something it just doesn't make a difference it's it's down to that individual and if you drink alcohol now you might not want to or you might drink it less like or it might make no difference at all it just it has nothing to do with this however if somebody is using alcohol as a crutch for example let's say like when I'm in a bad mood I use alcohol to make me feel better that would no longer arise after quote-unquote, after enlightenment, because that's the ego trying to fill a void with external substances. I actually remember, like, before enlightenment was seen for me, 
um there was one time where I was like in a really bad mood and the ego was like oh what can I do to make me feel better oh I know I can have a glass of wine and just like in that moment I was just like no I'm (laughs) I'm never doing that I'm not going down that path mainly because I feel like if I did drink alcohol it'd probably make me in a worse mood anyway it's kind of like for me like it amplifies things like if I'm happy and I have a have a drink it usually makes me happier or like a, a coffee like if I'm angry like an an angry mood and I have a coffee I'm gonna be three times more angry or if I'm happy and I drink a coffee I'm gonna be three times more happy like it's just like an amplifier um but yeah no one's gonna be filling a void with alcohol anymore but drinking alcohol here and there still kind of rise there's no particular diet now if one is being vegan so they're seen as spiritual that would no longer arise either but if there was a natural inclination towards veganism not to be a good person but because that's what they feel and that's what they want that would still arise it just doesn't make a difference it's not coming from that inauthentic place of trying to be spiritual or trying to be a certain way or trying to uphold some kind of inauthentic image next assumption is that you would look a certain way like some people I've seen from the enlightened state, like maybe I'll give an example of someone like Muji, he like dresses in robes and everything like that. And I think he has beads and stuff. And then there's someone like Eckhart who would like wear shirts and stuff. Or someone like myself who likes to wear like flannel and like brown boots and shit like that. Like if you were to line up people who like see from the enlightened state, you'd never be able to tell. Like, they're not necessarily looking spiritual. <laughs> they're not necessarily wearing uh, rose quartz around the neck or anything like that. They might be, but they might not be. Like, there's just no there's just no way of telling. You might get a vibe from them or might see, like, kind of the kind of light behind their eyes or get an energy from them, but solely based on physical appearance, you wouldn't know. These people are very normal people. It is very, very ordinary. One assumption that might arise is that you will be different in a certain way. Like, before enlightenment, you'll have certain personality and certain characteristics that after... I'm using before and after, but obviously there is no before and after because it already is. After enlightenment, that you'll be really different to that. You'll be, like, really sweet, really empathetic, really loving, etc., etc., also here to bust that that's not necessarily true you're still going to be yourself it's basically going to be it would basically be you without the end like the added mental commentary without the reacting to things without the uh negative uh yeah mental commentary that goes through the mind without mental suffering you without mental suffering that's it like that's what the ego is it's mental added commentary that reacts to things and there won't be big personality differences. You'll still have your personality. I still have the exact same sense of humor I always have. Sense of mischief that I always have. I like to be annoying. Like these things, they, they still arise. Like my personality is still pretty much exactly the same. But what falls away is the, the bits of like added conditioning of like, oh, I'm a shit person or insecurity or narcissism or codependency or any kind of suffering that's what falls away but the character is always the same and some characters someone like jesus christ for example who was very loving 
that was his message of love. And then there's some people from the enlightened state who are very straight-talking and they're very abrupt and could still come across as rude. Like, they're going to be different. The characteristics are going to be different. You might find that empathy or these things do arise more naturally from the enlightened state, but not necessarily. You're still yourself, essentially. You're not going to have this massive transformation of how you are. I basically, like, from from me, like, the, the things that my family say about me, or particularly that my mum says, is that I used to just be, like, really, um, like, defensive and kind of rude and stuff, and now I'm just laid back, and that's it. But other than that, like, my personality is still the same. Like, that's it. Um, also, another assumption may be that you won't feel human emotions, and you'll be, like, a monk who's just so blissed out 24-7... You'll never be angry, you'll never snap at someone, you'll never, um, I don't know, feel sadness. This is all made up. Um, you will still have human emotions. It's, anger can still arise. Um, sadness can still arise. I will say, though, these things arise a lot less because um, the external world has a lot less of a hold on you. And also these things, they arise and they fall. So, like, there's anger and it goes away. But there's no one who is angry at someone from six years ago. It's just very in this moment. It's very what's happening now. So, like, a flash of anger can arise in the body, but it's not coming as a result of a story, a mental story of, like, this person should not do this to me or something like that. It's just visceral energy moving through the body. And that's what happens sometimes. It arises... It goes away, but there's no one feeling anger and then one hour later ruminating about it in their mind and still feeling anger, like perpetuating that anger. That's um, where the dysfunction sets in. It's like animals, like they, um, God, they get angry. They get angry, they attack each other, they eat each other and everything like that. Um, because you can hear this notion that in the spiritual community of like everything needs to be light and love, love and light. I mean, look around, like, you know everyone's like eating like animals they all eat each other and shit and like attack each other and stuff like they could be nice as well love can arise but like also what the spiritual ego defines as unloving also arises it's also part of life like this is non-duality this is we're saying there's no hierarchy between anything so anger love whatever whatever it is will still arise um also, someone might think that they won't swear after enlightenment. I actually think that I swear more. Like, especially if you listen to my podcast, I've got a bit of a potty mouth. And that's because there's no one trying to be a certain way. There's no one... There's no rule book of, like, oh, I shouldn't swear because that's this. Or I shouldn't swear because that makes me look like this. Nobody cares anymore. It's just however the character naturally expresses themselves is what comes through. But is there a time of a place for that? Yeah, sure. Like, I'm probably not going to be swearing whilst I'm... I don't know if I was up on stage doing some kind of speech or something like very normal, very natural, but there's no one dulling themselves to be a certain way or I should swear, I shouldn't swear, I I should be holy or I should be more loving. Those shoulds and shouldn'ts are what no longer arises. It's very natural. Sometimes when I hear spiritual enlightenment, I'm just like thinking, how do I connect the dots between this and spiritual? Because there's so many ideas about what spirituality is and what it isn't. And this it doesn't even seem that spiritual to me it seems very normal it's just you without the added extra mental commentary of you there's no 
way of being there's no particular way of being there's just mental suffering ends and if there was extra like reactions or something that used to arise don't no one's trying to fill a void there's a natural joy i think this is probably the best way to describe it but there's no going not going to be this massive personality change or you're going to suddenly start dressing in a different i mean maybe you could start dressing a different way like you're a human being like we evolve over time we have different preferences different things arise at different times like you might be into this one minute you might be into that but nothing really changes because at your core this already is so all of these ideas is it's literally just all made up I don't know if there's any more there's not nothing that's really arising in my mind that I kind of would have assumed but like that's definitely some things that I or others would have assumed back then that you would be a certain way the main thing as well like you might hear that you'd be in a bliss state 24 7 like you'll be completely blissed out it's not like that it's not like this at this massive high 24 7 it's like this natural peace 24 7 and anything can arise within that anger can arise within that peace sadness can arise within that peace an overwhelming sense of joy can arise in that peace or like you can that peace and that joy that it's like closely related but um there's no like one state of being that you remain in 24 7 and there's no like being so nice and so loving but that may arise it de- it depends on the character completely and that's where i'm gonna wrap it up thank you